The service for evening prayer begins on page 21 of the prayer book. Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own heart. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders, Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. The glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall shout forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalms tonight are 93 and 98, found respectively on page 457 and 461. Psalm 93. The Lord is king and hath put on glorious apparel. The Lord hath put on his apparel and girded himself with strength. He hath made the round world so sure that it cannot be moved. Ever since the world began, hath thy seat been prepared. Thou art from everlasting. The floods are risen, O Lord. The floods have lift up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The waves of the sea are mighty and rage horribly, but yet the Lord who dwelleth on high is mightier. Thy testimonies, O Lord, are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house forever. Psalm 98 O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. With his own right hand and with his holy arm hath he gotten himself the victory. The Lord declared his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and truth toward the house of Israel, and all the ends of the world have seen the salvation of our God. Show yourself joyful unto the Lord, all ye lands. 
Sing, rejoice, and give thanks. Praise the Lord upon the harp. Sing to the harp with a psalm of thanksgiving. With trumpets also and shams, O show yourselves joyful before the Lord the King. Let the sea make a noise and all that therein is, the round world and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands, and let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he has come to judge the earth. With righteousness shall he judge the world and the peoples with equity. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the third chapter of the book of Hosea. Then the Lord said to me, Go again, love a woman who is loved by a lover and is committing adultery, just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel, who look to other gods and love the raising cakes of the pagans. So I bought her for myself for 15 shekels of silver and one and one half homers of barley. And I said to her, you shall stay with me many days. You shall not play the harlot, nor shall you have a man. So too will I be toward you. For the children of Israel shall abide many days without a king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred pillar, without ephod or teraphim. Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel, for the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. By swearing and lying, killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break all restraint with bloodshed upon bloodshed. Therefore the land will mourn and everyone who dwells there will waste away with the beasts of the field and the birds of the air, even the fish of the sea will be taken away. Now let no man contend or rebuke another, for your people are like those who contend with the priest. Therefore you shall stumble in the day. The prophet also shall stumble with you in the night, and I will destroy your mother. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because you have rejected knowledge. I also will reject you from being priests for me, because you have forgotten the law of your God. I also will forget your children. The more they increased, the more they sinned against me. I will change their glory into shame. They eat up the sin of my people. They set their heart on their iniquity, and it shall be like people, like priests. So I will punish them for their ways and reward them for their deeds. For they shall eat, but not have enough. They shall commit harlotry, but not increase, because they have ceased obeying the Lord. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. 
He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Here beginneth the 13th verse of the 5th chapter of St. Paul's Epistle to the Galatians. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now let us how thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. 
O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord God, who seest that we put not our trust in anything that we do, mercifully grant that by thy power we may defend it against all adversity, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Um, after many months of uninterrupted service, Deacon and Mrs. Cruz have this Saturday off. So tonight you have the sub-subdeacon. And I'll start with our second Psalm, Psalm 98, which says, The Lord declared his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly shewed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and truth toward the house of Israel. And all the ends of the world have seen the salvation of our God. We don't know exactly when the psalm was written, but since it's a time when God looked favorably upon Israel, it's probably during the time of David or his son Solomon. It reminds us both of God's promises to his people and the blessings he bestowed upon the Israelites when they obeyed their covenant with him. That obedience is no longer true two centuries later when Hosea is writing, a few years after the prophet Amos and a few decades before Isaiah. We know this is the 8th century BC because the prophetic books mention King Uzziah as ruling the southern kingdom. And like Amos, Hosea is writing in the northern kingdom during the reign of its one of its last and most idolatrous kings ever. As with Amos passages we heard, the, as with the Amos passages we heard earlier this week, Hosea prophesizes the destruction of Israel. But unlike Amos, Hosea later mentions the Assyrians by name who will destroy Samaria and take the 10 tribes to their centuries long captivity in Assyria. When I first read Hosea, I found it to be the second most shocking book of the Old Testament after Job. In the first chapter, the prophet is told by God to take as his wife Gomer, a former harlot, while other translations use much stronger words. In this chapter, she's betrayed and shamed Hosea by returning to harlotry but God has told Hosea to buy her back. For the last time, Hosea once more asks Gomer to never betray him again. In his marriage, what Father Hayden last night called this perplexing prophetic situation, Hosea is glimpsing a brief excerpt of the ongoing betrayal that God has experienced from his people Israel. 
The first of the Ten Commandments ordered the Israelites to be faithful to their one true God. As Father Hayden reminded us throughout the Old Testament, violation of this first commandment has been equated to infidelity and adultery. Most obviously, Hosea is writing after two and a half centuries since the death of King David, the disobedience of Solomon, and then the creation of the northern and more idolatrous kingdom. In the last two weeks, we've been hearing about the fall, Cain murdering Abel, and the flood. During the next two months, we'll have passages from Exodus and Numbers about wandering in the wilderness due to their disobedience. In the New Testament, we have the Messiah rejected and killed, as are his followers. And we know that today, as a whole, modern society is no less disobedient than the Israelites. Despite her ongoing infidelity, Hosea is called to love Gomer without reservation. And this is no easier to imagine today than it was 2,700 years ago. And so, through his prophet, God is making two points. First, that despite his periodic anger at their unfaithfulness, expressed by Amos and Hosea to the Israelites, he loves his people in a way that would be impossible for a human to do. Second, he is calling them to repent of that unfaithfulness and enjoy the blessings of his unconditional love. After we heard about the specific infidelities of Hosea's wife, Paul's letter to the Galatians addresses a related theme, which is the need for Christians to resist all the lusts of the world, the flesh, and the devil. These include not only sexual sins, but also idolatry, jealousy, hatred, anger, and drunkenness, among others. Paul clearly knows that perfect obedience can only be an aspirational goal. As he later wrote in Romans, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Just as Hosea can only aspire to emulate God's perfect love for his people, Paul calls his fellow Christians to emulate God's perfect, Christ's perfect love, as demonstrated by his atoning sacrifice on the cross. Thus, in our last century, Saturday before Lent, we are reminded of the human temptation and disobedience and the price that mankind has paid for such behavior. During Lent, we are called to reflect on our own disobedience and how we can better follow the path of Paul and the other apostles. We now continue with evening prayer on page 32 of the prayer book. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and the happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen.
together the general thanksgiving on page 33. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holy